For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three stakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. to an uh, emergency recording of Musings on Madison here on the Second City Hockey Podcast Network. Um, I've got everyone with me today. Uh, it's Dave Mountain, I'm the host, site manager. Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not even going to do the usual intro because uh, everyone that's listening to this podcast is aware of why we have gathered. Mill, Betsy, and Shepard, they're all here. Um, I guess I've been trying to think for the last like 45 minutes about where to start with all of this. And, and I guess here is where I'm, I'm at right now. Like when people tell you, to stick to sports. And this is why you can't do that because sports do not exist in a vacuum. Sports exist in the world and the cultures, wherever they reside. And our culture has failings in a lot of areas. And this is one area in particular where we have failed as a culture, society, whatever, for a long time. It seems like it's getting better, but there are ramifications for people all over the, all over industries, all over the place. And now the Blackhawks are part of that because of their own failings within this area of sexual assault allegations, not believing victims and not acting upon uh, allegations against people within your front office because you don't want to disturb your team's first championship run in 50 years. So it's just, I, I, I probably need to write something later because I, I feel like I, I don't know what to say. This is, Shocking is not the word because it, it's felt like this has been coming. Like I wrote in May when this, when this reported meeting came out with Joel Quinville and uh, Al McIsaac and Sam Bowman, where they were told that all this shit happened and then no ramifications for Brad Aldridge came out of it. Like right there, like all those guys for my eyes lost their job and now they are losing their job. Stan Bowman's gone. Al McIsaac's gone. Uh, Kevin Cheveldayoff, who's with Winnipeg now might lose his job. Joel Quinville might lose his job. Um, so it's just, 
it's just I, I'm just so bummed out that that's the la- that's the only way I can summarize it. And it's not a very good way to do so. But that's all I can have. I'm just bummed out. Like, first and foremost, like if there's any level of vindication that the victims in this get great, I, I don't know if it does, but um, hopefully they get something out of this. Um, but I can't really speak to that because I'm not on the inside and I'm not associated with any of that. So we're trying to focus on the fan perspective of this. Cause I imagine anybody listening to this podcast, at least for the time being is a hockey fan and probably a Blackhawks fan. And that's where I, the phrase bummed out comes from because I don't know how I'm ever going to think of those 2010 to 2015 teams in the same way. And that, that seriously bums me out because that is the most fun I have had as a sports fan. Um, I'm going to shut up now and let some of the other people here talk um, because I don't know what else to say. Uh, Shay, we'll go to you first. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Um, It is really, it's really disappointing that this group of men just like uh, Joel Gwynville said, like he worried about the impact on the team before he worried about the impact on the player who was assaulted. Um, That's really disappointing. It's really disappointing. Like, they fired Rocky Wirtz and, and Danny Wirtz said that they have or they will have no executive who was associated with the 2010 team involved with the team going forward. And that's the right decision. Um, it's just it's 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 disappointing and it's wrong. And I, it's been coming the whole time. Uh, it. It feels wrong of me to question the timing of it, uh, because would they have released it this early? If no, uh, I Shay, yeah, I, if, I, I, I've had that exact thought today. Like it does almost seems convenient that, that it all comes out. I'm not. I don't know. I'm not going to put those two and two together, but it 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 does it does seem awfully convenient timing wise. And this entire thing has brought out the full cynic in me, so I can't fault you for that because it's crossed my mind again. Not saying that is the case, but. It's there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's just hard, I think, right now uh, to organize your thoughts. Yeah. Um, Betsy, do you have any, any, any thoughts you can pin down at the moment? Well, I've always been tr- – I always try to do the whole separation of things that happen on the ice that I enjoy and things that happen off the ice that – I'm trying not to impact my fandom and it's really hard to do in cases like this. And I've tried really hard this whole time to keep them separate. And like you mentioned, you're like, I don't know if I can look back on those teams and see them the same. And that's going to be a struggle. And that's just a fact. Um, At least, at least the 2010 team, it might be easier for the later 2013, 2015. I still could maybe remember those fondly, maybe, um, but it's, it's just, it's going to be harder to separate. I'm going to keep trying because people in power do bad things. And I, I don't right. know if it should, <laughs> I don't know if it should come down all the way to everybody. Now, some of this reports about players after the fact, not only during this, like, like apparently during like training camp and then in, when they went into other teams, uh, still hounding, um, you know, being, being awful towards this, you know, John Doe and stuff like that. It's just, uh, you're just like, you're like, how can you, how can you keep that separate? I'm not, 
I'm not advocating or saying that anybody um, who can keep it separate really easily is like a bad person. Congrats on being able to do that, honestly, um, to be able to put them in their own little compartments. And anybody who says, no, I can't be a fan of this team anymore because of this, you know, good for them too, because that's your personal choice. And if you stick by it, good. Um, So any which way fans end up going, I think is fine. Um, I don't think anybody should be judged for how they react to this, um, whether it's super negatively or just, this is just another blip going, well, sports, you know, (laughs) people in power and sports eh, sucks. Um, And then hopefully you just have to like, again, hope, 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 hope that this will change for the better in the future. You know, you've, you've got to hope that not just for the Blackhawks, but for hockey, for, for the for NHL, but hockey at lower levels too, that maybe there can be some type of ripple effect that will change all of this for the better because sports is not the best when it comes to things like this. And if it can happen at such a high level and to such a successful organization um, that is usually talked about as one of the best organizations and the classiest and, and yeah, all exactly. those, it's fucking all of those, all of the, it all feels very tainted. And so if this can happen in that type of organization, it can happen anywhere. And we all need to be vigilant in trying to weed that out in any way that we can. And just got to hope that, something good like that can come out of it beyond just the personal, you know, uh, acknowledgement and goodness that are coming from the victims, you know, at least this being acknowledged now, um, maybe something beyond them, beyond the organization. Good can come of it. I don't know if it can, I'm very cynical, but hopefully. It's like, it, it kind of triggers your, your bullshit radar a little bit more now. Like whenever, you know, whenever any like big multi big just big my massive corporation talks about how great and classy they are and you know on, and all their charitable efforts like you know like amazon talking about uh getting people jobs with living wages and all that shit when you know that's not actually the case um i know this pr- the principle applies across all levels but what just with within sports like whenever some organization talks about how classy and all that shit they are now i mean now you gotta now you're just in the back of your head like are you sure well it's not even them that call like everybody called them that like yeah all, lot tons the, of former players other other players who weren't even a part of the organization coaches and everybody and it's like that whole image gone or should be at least tainted mm-hmm. um and you can't necessarily trust it because that's just them looking in at the success and not at the details mill uh i want to put a pin in that about the players and we're going to come back to that in a second betsy but mill i want you to get in and uh, share your thoughts. Yeah. Um, well, obviously there's a long way to go. Um, so I won't say I'm happy about anything, but I'm, 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 uh, I thought it was the right move to let go of Bowman and McIsaac. I've been saying that for a while. I think we all have been in agreement on that. Um, but you know, not just because like, you know, okay, we have to tell other organizations there's repercussions for this, but I think people need to realize from the victim standpoint, like, Bradley Aldridge really fucked up somebody's life. And Mm -hmm. while the the organization may have not been able to prevent what happened, they had accountability from the instant they found out about it to do something and they chose not to. And the the thing I've been thinking about is even though they're in the midst of this cup run, which obviously they're, they're coming out saying, Oh, we can't mess up our cup run. It's like, well, 
would they have said anything anyway, even if they were in the gutter and they weren't going to make the playoffs? That's it's really bothering me now thinking about like, cause you know, in sports, this stuff, unfortunately is not uh, rare, but um, I'm just trying to get the bad taste out of my mouth and go forward. Not that the bad taste from what happened will ever go away, but I'm hoping that they can clean house because I want to be proud to put on a Hawks hat and leave the house, but I haven't been able to do that in the last six months. So uh, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. I'm like, I can't see myself like, like I wasn't wearing Hawks gear in general, just as like all these lawsuits were going on, but now it's just, it's like, it was always just like allegations and, and it, it certainly felt very real with the, the detail of the allegations and, and everything that was coming out. Like, it seemed like we had no reason to not believe that any of this had happened. And, and again, people believing victims of these things a lot more now than they did in the past. There's a lot more that that is shifted significantly. So it's just it, it's felt like this has been hanging over the team's head for six months now. And I like you said, Mill, like I'm, I'm glad that they did what they did. I'm glad Bowman and McIsaac are gone. We can finally like. At some at some point, like if if they're gonna move on from this and maybe try and not be so awful going forward, this is where it starts. But like, there's there's more work to be done. Like, there's I've seen people uh, saw a few people reference it on Twitter. Bobby Hull's still with this team. You want to yeah. you want to really yeah. continue this process? Get rid of Bobby Hull as a fucking team ambassador because of his horrible past. And you don't even have to just let him go. Don't even announce it if you don't want who, or just take him off the website. Who gives a shit? Just let well, him let's go. Well, let's keep in mind, they have a goddamn statue of Bobby Hall in front of the United States. Yeah. Center. Oh, God. Pretty I horrible. forgot about the statue. Jesus. I mean, keep the Makito one up, of course. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's uh, it's really hard. I mean, and, and we can, I don't want to get into this, but we can talk about the Kane situation and all this different stuff. They've handled themselves horribly over the last, yeah. you know, since and, they found success. Yeah. Like the last, this is not the only incident within the, with this team this is just the one they got caught with so um yeah i like i i i and again like danny and rocky words said all the right things i wish they would just go in front of the media one fucking time and just like answer answer unscripted questions and so we can get some like i'm sure there's other questions that uh, plenty of holes that can be poked in some things like get some Go in front of the media, answer some goddamn questions so we can get some closure in this whole situation. Well, the fact that they right, just did on a Zoom call, like, come on. Right. If Rocky Wirtz is truly innocent, he shouldn't have a problem answering questions from, from you know, Mark Lazarus well, and, and, exactly. and Rick Weston. Well, Rocco didn't even talk. Yeah. Right? Danny yeah, I think did the whole thing. He yeah, might have. Danny did all the talking. Yeah. And, 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 and like, maybe Danny Wirtz takes his team in a whole different direction that's not so shitty. I would love that. That'd be so wonderful. Um, I mean, to be fair to Rocky, apparently through the investigation, many people said that he didn't know that that the buck stopped before it got to him, which I'm not sure. I totally, I I believe at the very least that nobody maybe directly told him, I don't know about not hearing about it, but um, it sounds like it was pretty much. All right. And that's that's speculation. I'll stop. Yeah. Like I, I can, I feel like like maybe at the time it all happened, he didn't know immediately. And maybe like a year or two down the road, he found her, he heard about it once the guy was once Aldridge was already not with the team anymore. But I mean, again, like you said, like that's we're pretty much speculating, and I don't I don't even know what to do with that information. But there there is one other aspect here that uh, Betsy you, you casually or you I think you mentioned at some point, and I want to come back to. 
so everybody in the front office from that 2010 team is gone now. And th- this is, there are two players left from those teams, Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane. Now, again, they have never been, there's, there's never been no players are named in the article or in the like 107 page investigation. I did a name search. Taves and Kane's names do not specifically come up. Although it is mentioned that I believe it's 14 members of the Blackhawks 2010 team were interviewed as part of this process. And I'm just, I feel like we can assume Taves and Kane got interviewed. That, that seems like that would be the case. And again, what they did or did not know at the time, nobody really knows. Cause it's never, it's, there's a lot of ambiguity of a lot of, he said, she said, uh, Brent Sopel, Nick Boynton seem adamant that everybody knew a lot of the player of several, I believe Taves and, and or Kane have said, no, we didn't. I just would like Tave, probably both of them. They need to go in front of media and answer questions just so we can put that part of it to rest. Because I think that's still now that all the ramifications have happened for the people in the front office, like there are multiple references in the 107 page document alleging like harassment by players, by teammates of the victim after Aldridge left the organization. So I feel like the players still need to answer for that somehow. And Taves and Kane are the only two people left that were on those teams. So at some point, Sharp is still still affiliated with the organization too. Yeah. But also um, the report says former Blackhawks too in other, like, like after, so you have to sit there and think that it also included players who left the team. And I don't, no, like Keith is still around um, and Lad's still with the was in the NHL. I think those are the only other two players. I mean, Andrew, too, well, so. Andrew Shaw wasn't on 2010 team. So no, no he, wasn't. No, um, he wasn't. And uh, was I think, he, was I think there, could, yes. yeah. there could be, there could be several players that are with other organizations now that are, that were team members then too, but like yeah. of active players, I think it's just those four. Um but they're and they're with other other things. So it's like you can sit there and say, I think Taves and Kane should come forward and try to say something. Um, I don't think they will. Um, I, I agree and, with you. I, I wish they would, but I don't think. And they I don't either. think I don't think uh, I don't think these other ones will either. But even like when they asked Letty, who was with the 2011 team, who heard things and was with the team in like 2014, because the report says something about incidents happening in 2014 with that you know so it's like there it's it goes beyond just that 2010 team um even that that knew stuff and did or did stuff or or were around and it's like this goes way beyond this so it's it's almost like it's been a hush hush thing just in general and that's that's the whole hockey culture that's the whole sports culture a little bit you know like Mm -hmm. that whole like absolutely protect who is in the inner circle kind of situation. So this is a, this is terrible for the Blackhawks, but it's a bad look for sports and hockey in particular in general. Um, and it's almost like at this point, it's like you're, you have to like de brainwash these people. And that's the main reason I don't think Taves or Kane or any of these other people are going to speak out. I don't think Patrick Sharp's going to speak out. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think host is going to mention it in his hall of fame, um, you know, you know, people aren't going to ask him even. Wouldn't that be a motherfucker to give your Hall of Fame speech or whatever, and and then be, be like, like, "Hey, by the way, 
You know, I don't, I don't think, I don't think Keith is gonna, gonna say any, you know, I, I think they're too ingrained in this, um, system and they have too much to lose too. Um, the, if you notice the people who are speaking up are ones that aren't potentially hall of famers, you know, they're the Sopels and the Carcillos and, you know, the, the players that are already out of the league and aren't working for the league, aren't connected to it really. Um, so they, they don't have as much to lose. Right. I want to read this excerpt. This is from when Taves came back uh, in June. It was towards the end of June on uh, the summer, like right after his big public reveal of whatever he'd been dealing with for the last year. Um, ta- and I'm going to read, this is verbatim from the Mark Lazarus article at the athletic about Taves. Uh, Taves said he didn't hear about the allegations against Aldridge until right before training camp at the end of that summer of celebration. Aldridge was just gone. Nobody knew if he left there, left on his own or if he'd been fired. That's when Taves said he heard the stories quote from those two players. Um, then this is a Taves quote here. I don't know who the player is, but it kind of annoyed me because it seemed like it fed the fire a little bit. I think he's referring to some unnamed player that said everybody on the team knew not the, the victim here. Um, when the, and then this is more Taves comments. When that player commented that everybody on the team knew that wasn't true. As far as I know, some guys might've caught whispers of it and some guys were clueless until the next year. I don't think that was an accurate statement. Taves said he couldn't comment much beyond that offering sympathy for the players who were allegedly assaulted, calling it a quote, tough situation and saying he couldn't for sure, couldn't say for sure if the team mishandled it. So Taves did somewhat address it back at the end of June. And, uh, he certainly can comment beyond that now because now the I know the lawsuits are like the lawsuits are still going, I think, is the part of this. I keep forgetting like this does not resolve the lawsuits in any way. Um, it's just the Blackhawks had their own internal investigation and, and re- revealed all the findings today. And that's why people lost jobs. So um, I don't know if the players are still can still hide behind that. Well, the lawsuits are still going on uh, thing anymore. I don't know if that's going to be the case, but. Um, you did have comments from Taze before, and uh, I imagine part of me thinks like if he just goes, you know, after the morning skate on Wednesday before the game, he'll get asked about this. So maybe that's when they'll address well, it. He's in, pro- he's in protocol right now. He's oh, God. Right yeah, now. I forgot. He's in COVID protocol. Yeah, he and Eric Burks from where we're both added this morning. He and, and Kane's in it, too, because the conspiracy yep. theorists on Twitter are like, ooh, they went oh, in COVID geez. protocol because they don't mm. want them to talk. It's like, no. right. they're not going to be in COVID yeah. protocol for six more months. No. Yeah. I, uh, I have one more thing to throw out at this because just coming from sport, a sports background, it's and it's not okay, but the fact of the matter is, it's not shocking that guys harass each other and the way that they speak to each other in the locker room or at practice or on the ice. That's unfortunately the way it's been. Mm-hmm. But I find it very hard to believe that if they believed the actual harsh reality of what has come out in this report, that they would joke around about it because teammates, for the most part, tend to take care of their own. Yeah, I like and that's and that's how like. Our culture has evolved significantly in the last 10 years. Right. So, like, uh, you know, maybe if this happened today, there wouldn't be players doing that. But, like, uh, that's so, – I, I don't like, know if I can share the same level of hope you do, Mill, but – Well, no, no, but what I'm saying is while while there may be rumor mills and guys might have been like, oh, you were hanging out with him and they're making jokes, which isn't okay. I'm not, I'm not saying it's okay. That's very believable that they were making fun or picking on somebody. But – I find it hard to believe if they knew exactly what happened and believed it, that they would make a joke out of it because oh. it, they could be next. 
Yeah, I was about to say you, you make that makes sense because you're saying that if they actually the players who were doing the the bullying, if you want to say whatever, because right. I think that phrase was used a couple of times in places that uh, if they knew the actual legit seriousness of it or thought it actually happened, then they wouldn't have been joking about it as much because, as you say, teammates are like brothers in a sense. And I guess yeah. the only way it, I mean they fight. I mean, I they fight at practice. They will call each other some pretty serious names, but I—that's a harsh reality, right there. You know, I can be, and I can believe I can believe that only because we've seen players that were like good friends on teams then go out and headhunt each other, or like I mean, for all intents and purposes, Keith was a good friend of Jeff Carter's before he whacked him in the face with a stick. Yeah, you know? got two so, games suspension like, in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, so they get real angry at each other. And I know that, uh, like, Kane is friends with Kessler, but Kessler used to, like, <laughs> talk oh, him Kessler, all the Kessler time. and Taves are, are, like, hate each other. I mean, Taves yeah. and Keith fought at practice, like, two years ago. Yeah, yeah I mean, so, yeah, I can, I can totally see that also a part of the culture. It's just, it's still distressing that it happened years after, you know, which right. is what the report said. Though, at least that point, they said former Blackhawks. So I'm hoping that means they were gone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and just, to, just to put a cap on that thought, I just want to make it clear. I'm not advocating saying that's okay to treat each other yeah, like that. But because I played, not professionally, but I played sports and I was in a locker room as a reporter as well. It's just that's how people do talk to each other. And 99.9% of the time, instead of taking offense, you call the person a name back and then you laugh about it. So it's hard to put context into some of that stuff, knowing how bad it actually is. Yeah. Yeah. There's the bad news is the players still having to have the excuse of the lawsuit because I don't think that lawsuit is over. I, I think it'll be, it won't be a while. I think they're I think settling. For the Blackhawks. Well, they don't know yeah, yet. They're the Blackhawks going to pay the, the, a, a, some money. Uh, what's her name? The lawyer that's for one Susan of the Loggins, I think her name is. Um, she mentioned, she said, uh, like they, she already, she already has like a thing out that said that, you know, she's open to, a settlement, but she was like, I'm not convinced it'll be fair. Um, well, so. it's hard to put a price on somebody's life. Um, well, they already, the NHL already said it's worth 2 million. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's just so they can make it look like they did. Something. I know, but gonna- I, if I was, if I was one of the, if I was anybody in these lawsuits, I would immediately go, well, if the league gets that, I at least should get that plus some. Yes. Oh yeah, That's that should be more than yeah. a ton more. A lawyer, Betsy. <laughs> but, but the league, the, the league's only doing that so they can have some money to floss their teeth with and look. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's true. So they realize that that's nothing to Rocky Words. Gary Bettman's like, oh, cool. I'm gonna, you know, buy a new jacket. Well, I mean, they just saved yeah, here's, money. Here's a, here's your, I, I want moving. your couch money. That's that was that's the yeah, Bowman money right there. Because <laughs> they don't have to pay Bowman now. Since he resigned, that's bullshit. They just yeah. told him they made an ultimatum. Well, of course they did, but the resigning part is good for them because it means that they do not have to fight anything about his money. Because if they fired him, then they'd have to go, well, there's a part of a clause, blah, 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 blah. Resigning means that he's willingly not going to fight about getting paid. Right, right, right. Um, totally. it which from, from them is good, which we'll see what happens with Team USA. We'll see what happens with the Jets and the Panthers. Um, yeah, what if I, uh, what, what if uh, the interim GM for the Hawks is Team USA's GM now? 
Oh, uh, the interim, the interim GM for the Hawks has been decided. It's Kyle Davidson. Yeah, I don't right. think so. Yeah. So is he gonna is he gonna redraft Team USA now? Well, Team USA has other issues. I know. Too. I'm just. I mean, yeah. I'm just <laughs> yeah, let's 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 not get let's not get too far off the road. Let's not get into Team USA because that's another whole conversation. Yeah. Well, like and about John feels, Yeah, no shit. It feels like um, that's like I I think the the fallout within the next twenty four hours like. Shoveldale's probably got out of a job. Quinville's probably out of a job. But will Will Quinville be without a job? Because I I feel like they're going to say. I think the Panthers are going to say he wasn't in a position of power. I think the report actually said that he came to that meeting late too. Um, and his and his point was that he just said he didn't want it to happen during. And he, he didn't want to upset team chemistry. Yeah, uh, right like then, that. which which it's, is shitty, it's still, but he 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 can't say that. What Quinville said is his, disappointing, but he might not. Super disappointing. I, I. It's I'm really disappointing. Yeah. It is wild that Mark Bergevin got away. With, like he, he came out of this what unscathed. I mean, no, he been, he's not he named at all. I haven't seen his name in the yeah. report yet, but they did say other yeah. executives knew. They just didn't say he wasn't in that. He wasn't listed in that meeting. And I haven't made it all the way through. So because they 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 also talked about they didn't like name. They said a skating coach at one point and they didn't name the skating, you know, a couple of times they did that in the report. So a player development coach is a phrase that they used a couple of times in there. And it's like, well, who name a name? Yeah. I want to know who to shit on. All right. Well, let's, I wanted to wrap up this here episode yeah. with a, just a quick, just a little thing for me. I just, I mean, I guess going forward, like, I, I don't, I don't know what, like what happens next. Like, like they have a game tomorrow. I, I like, I don't even know. It's just, it, it's, it's such a weird situation. Like I, I, I don't have a roadmap for this. I have no idea how to like, I don't even know like what a recap and preview is going to look like tomorrow. Like, I I mean, I don't know. Do you guys have any thoughts on just like where, where you go from here? Uh, first of all, I'm writing the recap and preview for tomorrow. So I have no idea what I'm writing. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll have to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's good. Uh, it, it, we need to talk more about hockey's problems because they're various. If you think this is the first sexual assault in hockey, incorrect. Uh, if you think this is the first coach on a player sexual assault, you're probably wrong. Um, there, there's a lot of issues in this sport. An old boys club is kind of at this point in society necessarily toxic, and that's exactly what hockey is. Um <sighs> This this sport needs a lot of work, and it needs a lot of voices from the outside to come in, and it needs it needs to modernize. And it, this is a, a step. It's a step. I don't know if it's the first step. I don't know if it's a large step, but it's a step. Betsy, what about you? Uh, well, again, I opened with I'm trying to separate. I'm trying my best. So I'm going to continue to try to view the team – as the team currently, because I'm going to try to be like a mass majority of these players obviously weren't even involved. A lot of them weren't in the league. Um, like, I mean, even some of the, like Connor Murphy, was Murphy even in the league in 2010? I don't know. Um, Cause he was, he was drafted in 2011. So, you know, some of these guys weren't even drafted yet. So I'm going to do my best to separate them. I'm going to try, 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 try. 
Um, I don't think it'll always succeed, but I'm going to try not to let that tank any of my like observations or anything going forward. Just have to strive. But at the same time, it's just like, it's a cloud still hanging over. It's not going to go away just because of this. I appreciate that they released the whole big findings because that's at least good. I wish they had redacted some of it, but um, at the same time, you just have to really try to separate them. Otherwise, how can you, it's going to be, it's just too difficult for me. So I'll just try your best, essentially (laughs) do what makes you sane as a fan. And I'll try to do the same, you know, Mill, go ahead. Um, I think for my own hockey fandom, especially as an on ice product, maybe there's a little bit more light visible at the end of the tunnel, but we're kind of just entering the tunnel right now, so to speak. Uh, but they, they did make a step in, in the correct direction. And I'm hoping that I will be proud to wear some gear and go to games in the future, but it's gonna, you know, it's going to take some time. This is, uh, we're going to be carrying some baggage with us for a while. Yeah. Well, well said all three of you. I, I think the, the path going forward is, is kind of goes back to if any of you listen to the podcast that we did, uh, or I did the Friday show with Sam Fells in the summer, uh, talked a lot about just the nature of fandom and that like the whole point of being a fan, it's, it's like the communal experience. It's not necessarily, you know, I'm not watching, I'm not watching these games because of Jonathan Taves or Patrick Kane or Alex DeBrinkett or Dominic Kubelik or insert whatever player you want in any sport you want. I'm watching it because it's, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a Blackhawks fan because I went to a game with my dad and two of my siblings when I was 10 years old and was immediately hooked. And I still um, COVID stopped for a while, but I've been playing recreationally for like 10 to 15 years. And it's all because of like the communal aspect around it. The reason I, I was so excited to get hired to this website and become the site manager of this website is because it gives me a platform on Twitter with 15,000 followers to talk to hockey with and to talk hockey with Betsy and Mill and Shay once a week and to talk with people in the comments every day. So the Blackhawks, no matter how shitty they are, cannot take that away from me and they can't take it away from you. So if that's something, well, I guess they, they can maybe take it away by how shitty they are. Um, if you if you need to go away from this sport or, or this team for a while, it's understandable. Um, we're still going to be here. Like I again, I, I don't necessarily write because of the Blackhawks. They're just it's I just happen to be born here and they're the team I like because of geographic proximity only. That's the it's the luck of the draw, really. Um, the reason I watch sports is just uh, talk about with other fans. So you can just be like, hey, wasn't that a cool goal or wasn't that a cool play or God, wasn't that trade awful, which is something we've said a lot with the Blackhawks lately. So um, as going forward, like we're still going to be here. I, I don't exactly know how it's going to look, but um, the all the shitty stuff going on around these sports, I, they're bad and they need to be addressed and they need to be fixed. As Shay said, like, hopefully this is a step in the right direction. Um, but like I, it's like I feel like very guarded right now about fandom. Like, if if people are, are leaving, going away for a bit, I understand. Like I've seen Twitter, like all these. I follow so many Hawks fans on Twitter, and I've seen so many people like renouncing fandom and moving away from the sport. And I get it, and I can't fault any of them. But you know, life's hard, so sometimes you need a little escape, and sometimes two and a half hours of a Blackhawks game is just that escape. So uh, if you still pursue that escape we will have a place for you here to read about it and watch it and talk with some other like-minded folks about it um so i think that's going to do it for this episode anything else betsy miller shay got about two minutes so make it quick yeah 
Yeah, if you need to, if you if you need to change teams for a little while, it's completely understandable. Again, I'm a Vegas Golden Knights fan now. How's that working like, out for you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, better organizationally. Better organizationally. Uh, I'm sorry. RGMs are getting fired for just RGMs are getting fired anytime soon. Our coach might. Well, because he's notoriously say, bad, especially after multiple say, years. I, you're just bringing, you're just bringing karma. Like, like did no, we not crap. talk about this it Monday means. night? It can yeah, always you're, get you're gonna worse. jinx your team. Stop it's saying these words. Worse. I'm only <laughs> trying to make us all have a giggle before we have to go deal with this for the rest of the day. That's Stop. all. Hey, for what it's worth, I have to go to a funeral on Thursday night in Pittsburgh, and I'm like, kind of like, is it wrong if I try to go to Flames Pens that night? Oh boy. Depends on how well you knew the person. <laughs> It could be in memoriam, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Celebrate <laughs> their life by celebrating hockey. And go booze the door off in person. <laughs> <laughs> there, oh, my God. I forgot. Yes. Yeah. You have to go to this game now. You are legally we'll re- required. We are, we are making you go. I, I'll see if I can score some tickets. Yeah. I don't think they'll be as cheap as Hawks tickets are right now, but um, I, I know a lot of people in the city. We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, Mr. Mayor of Pittsburgh. I didn't know. I wish. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I would never run for any type of office. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's let's put a bow on this episode. Musings on Madison. Uh, thanks again for listening. Uh, like I said, if um, if you need to break away from the scene for a little bit, f- uh, fully understand. Uh, if if you want to hang around, we'll we'll be here with you to commiserate. Um, at some point, like we'll shift to the team back on the ice, which uh, still hasn't won a game. That has not changed since our recording last night. So. Uh, We'll see what happens Wednesday night. We'll probably do another pod next week and um, hope to God that uh, the news stays, that we can get back to hockey a little bit after giving this the appropriate attention it deserves. Um, So that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you very much for listening. For Mill, for Shay, for Betsy, uh, I'm Dave, and uh, we'll see you next time. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, Just go to cars.com. It's magical.